I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Out. I'm out. Do a solo pod. <laughs> Go ahead. We're going. Oh, we're going? <laughs> hey, team. <laughs> Welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear one guy talk about the movies. Yeah, I'm out. That's Thanks, it. Leaving. Hoops is doing a solo pod tonight. We're going to call it uh, Congratulations. Oh, my babies. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna go through uh, all the best Woody Allen movies. What? And... Uh, there's no duds. The Portrait of a Lady on Fire, round three. Oh, uh, the fans have been clamoring for me to revisit that title. Mm. So that is looming. So yeah, folks, uh, I'm in charge of the chill zone now with this embroidered pillow that says chill zone on it, which is... Yeah, Lucy uh, brought home a little present for me today. It is, an, uh, as Scott mentioned, an, a, an embroidered pillow that says C-H-I-L-L-Z-O-N-E. Or the ch 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 chill zone. I thought we were the only chill zone. This is I kind mean, of fucked up to learn it's not true. I guess there's some other dullard out there with a basement podcast studio slash child pornography dungeon oh. that is referred to by he and his buddies as the chill zone. Reveal. Or uh, as friend of the show, Rion prophesized, uh, maybe there's a turkey head working at Target. Just making these. That's best case scenario. Like a Slovakian turkey head at a Target factory. Oh, shit. I forgot somewhere. about Slovakia. We still how love could, you, How could you ever forget about Slovakia? I know. Let's get those numbers popping again. Speaking of numbers popping, the Thor Love and Thunder just came out today. Well, I guess technically yesterday. It's already going wild, isn't it? It's already made like 75 mil. It's on track to like Jesus. break records, the whole deal. The movies are back. Even though this movie's getting panned, quite frankly. Everyone loved the last one, the last Thor movie that Taika Waititi made. But then don't seem too bowled over by this one. That's a shame. Which almost makes me think I'll like it. If everyone else is out, it's like maybe it's fucked up in a fun way that I'll appreciate. Who directed this one? Taika Waititi. I think, oh, okay. I was, I guess I got confused because he did, has he done all of the Thor movies? Just the last two. Okay. The last one, Ragnarok, everyone loved. So they're like, get him back for this one. But maybe it was a misstep. Mm. And also the new Minions movie made like an <laughs> outrageous <laughs> amount of money last weekend. Like 150 mil weekend. That's what's called my quote. I mean, people... You know that whole, like, gentle minions thing? I do, yes. People were, like, dressing up in suits and going to theaters to see minions as a bit. Like, teenagers and that How type of thing. much of the minions box office numbers are gentle minions viewings with, like, a crew of douchebags wearing suits making noise? I hope it's, like, 30%. Because... <laughs> just seeing, I bet it's at least, like, five. Yeah, just seeing videos online seemed to really catch fire people were doing this people just going ape shit at the movies imagine taking your kids to see that and there's just a crowd of like unruly drunk college-aged nerds yeah. <laughs> wearing awful off the rack like joss a bank suits yeah. shouting at the screen i'd just be like i'm just trying to fucking get out of the house and get my kids to shut up and like you're ruining this for me this and they're like max katie in cape fear laughing <laughs> at fucking despicable me there it is Terrific. That's terrific. That's terrific. I like to imagine the guy who his idea was to re-release Morbius seeing this happening and being like, why couldn't everyone dress up in a suit and go see Morbius for the bid? Like, I, yeah, somebody online was mentioning something about a Morbius 3 release. Like, like, like we got, you got to bring it back again. Like, and this is what we're going to do. And it's like, they're not falling for it this time. Yeah, round what the three, fuck are you doing? I mean, we're ready for it. We'll finally watch it this time. No, no, no. We saw it and we loved it. And we reviewed it, and it was real. But, I mean, this bodes well for the movies at large. Like, this, what was the record I saw? The 
Two different films to open to more than 100 mil on two consecutive weekends, Minions and Thor. This hasn't happened since 2007. It's pretty big. Oh, hell yeah. The movies are back, brother. (laughs) That's right. And speaking of Jesse and millions of dollars, Mm. Vince McMahon in the news today uh, allegedly agreed to pay a cool 12 mil in hush money to four women who had uh, (laughs) scandalous accusations and stories that he kept... uh, They're all liars. Here, I have 12 mil. (laughs) Keep it under your hat. That photo of him, like, with the reveal of the 12 mil is... Such a depressing, like, sad, old, former jacked guy. Yeah, TMZ's great at finding, like, the worst picture of someone imaginable to accompany a sad story about them. I love when people in the comments are like, is this the best photo you could find of this guy? And it's because they they go out of their way to dig up, like, the worst, Mm. ugliest, stupidest looking photo they can fucking find. That's what they do. Yeah, they're the kings of that. They're fucked up asshole idiots. Mm. But yeah, Vince leaving quite a legacy... Because he was under fire for some other stuff last week. Now this. Maybe he'll just power through. He seems like... I hope so. I'm a fan. Him saying the N-word, he powered through that. That's true. Which, uh, I mean, I don't know how, but wrestling fans don't give a shit. That aired on like the USA Network. Right. Wrestling fans don't care about him having issues... Like it's, I don't yes, think there's any allegations of him actually like hurting or raping anybody, right? It was just like he had affairs on his wife. We don't even know. Like hush money for speak. what? Yeah, I think maybe the stories are coming out. It was it Stormy Daniels? Because yeah, if you pay hush money and then the story comes out, is the I don't know how anything works. <laughs> well, in theory, right? It's like they sign an NDA, they take the money. Mm. I yeah, just, do they give the money back in this instance? You'd think, right? Because like they're done for. It's like, at least give me that dough back. It's like you ask a woman to marry you, you give her an expensive engagement ring, she says no and just walks away with the ring. Yeah. That's not how that works. Come into this ring in theory, with that dough. they signed something, would be my guess. They signed a non-disclosure agreement, which mm. they've clearly breached. Breach! <laughs> so that being said, I'm sure they'll be in trouble legally, but it doesn't matter if they've already destroyed his image and TMZ paid them more than what they got. Because the $12 million was spread out over not just one woman. It was like five, right? Mm. Vince is a bad dude, brother. I can't do a Hulk. Listen to That's dudes, what's called a payoff, dude. <laughs> I can't really do a Hulk either. I'm working on my Stone Cold and my Ventura. They're all like lukewarm at best. And Will Sasso was running circles around me. You're a wrestling it's, fan. It's a shame. You're the wrestler. About I'm an old broken down, broken piece, down of piece of meat. Yes, I am old. <laughs> yes. And this story made me laugh. Quentin Tarantino says his son has only seen one movie. Do you care to, <laughs> care to guess what that movie is? I'm going to say E.T. Ooh, good guess. You're in the right ballpark. Mm, Jurassic Park. Mm, I'm going to do one more guess. Um, hook. It's uh, Akira Kurosawa's Dreams. It's uh, the only thing... No, it's not that. Oh, I was going to say, ugh. I don't even know who that is. But It's uh, Despicable Me 2 is the only movie that Quentin Tarantino saw. I already played the music and deleted it out of the queue, but I would play Happy Again. And his son's not like a baby. His son's like five or so. And he's just... I don't know if it's his decision that this is the only movie he's watching or the kids. Eh, I don't know. My nephew... He's going to be three this summer, Caden, and he can't sit through a movie yet. Oh, really? Yeah, not mm. a chance. He hasn't been activated? I mean, he'll put wise. on like cars and watch 20 minutes, mm. and then he'll watch 20 minutes, and then he'll watch 20 minutes. Yeah, that's probably most kids. Yeah, he's not sitting age. down for a full night. I mean, maybe he's watched the whole movie without me around, but I've never seen him sit through more than a half hour and then be like, Mommy, I'm bored, or like, Mommy, let's put on this. Mm. And he'll just like switch to different things. It'd be so funny to... Like having kids taking them to the movies and there being an emergency and me like i need the end of this i can't leave like i gotta see this big finish as he's like vomiting all over the seats <laughs> crying everyone's like You're screaming there, at me shh, shh, shh. in braintree he's just sinking into some maggoty seat full of holes the gentle minions are like dude what the fuck <laughs> fucking get it together yeah you uh you it's all it takes a lot to get you to walk out of a movie it does. I've had a few bags that have not. My million dollar baby walkout bag. Uh, bag. <laughs> like, what was that one with Chris Hemsworth? 
Like last oh, night in uh, Soho or no, it was something else. No, uh, big, Bad Times at the El Royale. There was, which never really heated up, but I had a feeling like it was going to. The Meg. The Meg uh, was a home run, 10 out of 10. Triple X, whichever iteration we saw in the theaters. It was like a late show too. I feel like we went in at like 10 p.m. We did. And I can't believe you even thought about walking out. I was exhausted and hating every minute of it. <laughs> Talk about big finishes. Vin on like a skateboard going through the jungle. Did you see that, um, we talked about this on the group text, but mm. the movie producer and director of Midnight in the Switchgrass, uh, Randall Emmett, has been basically using Bruce Willis as like a puppet cash cow for the past five years, like oh. taking advantage of his like condition and just like putting him in bad movie after bad movie after bad movie and cashing in. Whoa. This is a huge reveal. I didn't hear this. Yeah, they did like a whole... I sent that article and you asked if I should read it and I said yes, and then Fuck. you did not. It's totally true. <laughs> I said, yes, it's a good... It, read this. And you were like, okay. No, but yeah, it's... Uh, his name is Randall Emmett and the reason I know who he is is because Lucy watches The the Housewives of Brazil or whatever the fuck, Beverly Hills rather. Hola. Hola, como esta? Papi. Spanish, not Portuguese. And... and the guy is married to one of those ladies and he, I believe they're divorced and he's like a huge piece of shit on the show. And now we realize he's a huge piece of shit in real life. And he's just been puppeting Bruce Willis for the last God knows when. Well, people can change. Maybe he used to be a piece of shit. <laughs> no, but that's fucked up. And white Bruce... couch or white Ferrari live for new year's Eve. <laughs> I'm starting to feel worse and worse about insulting Bruce's run in these movies. Cause as time goes on, it seems like it was other people's fault. Someone, he was like kidnapped. Is this like a misery situation, but it's Bruce Willis. Hey, I'm just trying to make a couple of movies. Get my quote. Get me out of here. Go hobble me. This turkey maker won't let me leave. I'm a sick man. Oh, Randall, yeah, let me go, buddy. Randall Emmett looks kind of like Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance, that like stubby little guy with no neck. And so I don't know. I still don't feel bad for Bruce Willis because I, do. I don't care. I don't like to hear this. This sounds fucked up. Mm. And I'm regretting doing the voice so much and all the two mil stuff. I like but that you're doing fun. the face too. <laughs> like that like squinty eye. Like, yeah, fuck this, up, little doggy. This is the face I That's make. That's the Michael Madsen voice. What are you doing? You're combining all of them. I make this face and everything. <laughs> Needless to say, Midnight in the Switchgrass was a home run. Oh, yeah. And so I don't see that as something he should regret at all for probably, any reason. Probably the movie of 2021. Speaking of uh, home runs, Stephen King revealed that he has only walked out of one movie as an adult, and it was Michael Bay's Transformers, which I think is offensive. Yeah, I hated seeing this. First of all, Steve, do you have any idea how many... <laughs> turkeys have been made out of your books that deserved a walkout more than the first transformers movie which is a good one if you walked out of transformers 5 the mark Wahlberg one i would understand but i don't know it always comes across like cunty right. when a creator makes fun of uh other people's stuff maybe just don't say that in an interview mm. at like 70 just let it go realize that you have a mountain of money and you got hit by a car and lived and you've basically cheated death and just hang out up in Maine and collect checks after check after check as like misery plays for the 40th time on TBS. And put the cube in your chest. Sam. Stephen. I mean, speaking of misery. I am Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Wish we had an Optimus Prime voice effect. That'd be fun. Speaking of misery, we got to talk about the unfortunate oh, passing of James Caan, proper legend of the silver screen. 82 years old. He was a fucking kid. As that guy posted online earlier. I mean, he had a hell of a career. James Caan, this is, this is a biggie. We hate to see this, don't we? We do. We, we do. do. I mean, 82... The funny part is, is like he was still like active on Twitter up until six months ago yeah. or whatever. So I mean, folks, James Conn favorited a few of my tweets. So we were basically More than family, one. and this is hitting me harder than it's hitting you. Okay. Folks, you and his son have the same name. Yes. I don't think that worked against I'm you. I'm basically his son. I'm gonna be at the funeral. It's fucking insane. 
But I mean, should we talk about his movies? The Godfather? You ever heard of it? Uh, I believe so. Thief, the Michael Mann movie? I was thinking we could watch Thief tonight Ooh. in the sense that we have nothing else. I watched it pretty recently, but I'd be down in con like classy, respective fashion. He's also in Misery, as we were just talking about. I feel like those are his biggest. Those are my roles. three favorites. Bottle Rocket is a uh, sneaky one. Yeah, he was. That's a good call. He was on the, the ground gambler. floor of the Wes Anderson stuff. Like that was his first movie, and uh, he should have put him in some of his other ones. I don't think they ever worked together again. What is the Gambler? Oh, the original one. Yeah, that inspired the Mark Wahlberg remake. It's awesome. The Mark Wahlberg remake is offensive. The yeah, Gambler's so, great. I think I saw that at some point. I should watch it again. I'm a little hazy on it. But yeah, proper legend. I mean... Do we know how he died? I couldn't... Uh, I don't remember. I didn't see the details. Mm. But... I mean, hopefully... It was pain-free. Mm. Agreed. But yeah, his tweets... He would end all his tweets with the phrase, end of tweet. And it was just fun and like... Oh, that one we talked about where the guy was making fun of somebody who died and they wrote, they wrote end of tweet and he yes. called them a mutt. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He's like, Have, do better in a time like this, you fucking mutt. <laughs> fucking him and Leota. Hope they're... Uh, having like a wise guys kind of <laughs> cackle. They're having like a gar up in heaven. Hey, yo. Gar's probably killed him, so I should have one tonight. Hey, yo. Maybe I'll join my boys up there. Oh, God forbid this fucking guy. But yes, rest in peace to Khan, a real pro. Mm. You like that? He's in. I do. And what about that Clerks 3 trailer? Were you out by I it? haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. I, I like kind of not watching trailers. I don't know why. As I, 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 wore, I swore them off entirely like a year ago. That is true. And now the thing with trailers is I don't ever look them up. Sometimes I'll look at them when I'm on the TV. Mm. But like... For the most part, trailers get sent to me as a link when I'm somewhere that I can't play the thing with sound anyway, mm. so I won't watch it. And then I forget. And then by the time it's been like two, three days, I'm like, nah, just skip it and then go in fresh. It is so much better to go in fresh to almost anything. Something like this, a movie like you're anticipating or whatever, people on Twitter repost and I'm just like, I can't resist. I got to see what this is about. I feel like if I watch the trailer, a big joke from the movie will be ruined. Yeah. Because that's what happens with every comedy trailer. They put all the good jokes into the trailer because they need right. to grab you. Of course. And I don't want to do that. So mm. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it looks good. Especially, that's out, is it in theaters? I think, yeah. It's okay. coming out in the fall at some point. And fans will know, we think Kevin Smith has been a little spotty as of late, but always down for a Clerks movie. And I actually think it looks kind of cool and charming. <laughs> And I'm giving a 100% guarantee Scotty will cry watching this movie. You could be in tears? I almost cried watching the trailer. Wow. I'm in shambles. For what? <laughs> it's like a goofy comedy. <laughs> but it's got that stuff. Mm. <laughs> but we're looking forward to that. Um, what about Army Hammer's new career path? Yeah, where did you discover that? Someone posted this online and... It's an ad from the Grand Cayman Islands where Army Hammer appears to be a personal concierge who like accompanies people on a some sort of like fishing outings, expedition. Like a, yeah, like fishing, snorkeling, like yeah. typical vacation kind of stuff. Yeah. Which he's so rich from both like the whatever yeah. money he made in the movie business, but also obviously his vast yeah. family wealth. Arm and hammer. <laughs> that he can just fucking hang out on the beach and like take people snorkeling. Like, hello, yeah. I'm here to, t I my name is Army. And just like pretend he's not like some sort of a weird dude who fell off the face of the earth in Hollywood. Did you ever see The Lone Ranger? Scott actually thought it was pretty good. He's the only one. <laughs> Have you ever seen mine? <laughs> <laughs> oh mine it's angst number one of that year or what was that other movie like idle hands Two. <laughs> yeah he had i've made that joke before the funniest thing is like he's in stuff that's still coming out because his cancellation like <laughs> took a while to like take effect and some movies got shelved like he was in that murder on the orient express sequel 
that nobody saw. Yeah, that didn't exist. It's just fun imagining him in this role. Be like, remember me in uh, Call Me By Your Name? We're going to make that sequel still. Was there ever talk of a sequel of that? Yeah, I think they were like going to, and then all this happened. But I don't think I don't that works know. as a sequel. No. That's like a good one note kind of, we did it. It was a powerful movie. It was cute. It mm. did well. Move yeah. forward. Yeah, like, come on. I think like the guy who wrote the book wrote a book sequel. So that was their Stephen King. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a spooky version. Him all coked out writing a story about gay guys in Brazil or whatever that was. <laughs> and then they get haunted by a I saw that something. in theaters with Monty and his wife down in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And some hot. like kitschy and oh yeah, we had a threesome afterwards. Hell yeah. In like a kitschy independent theater. And at one point in the movie, I got up to go to the bathroom and then like came back in. And it was one of those theaters that didn't have regular seats. It had like armchairs and couches and stuff. Mm. And I saw a better couch in the back where I could be on my phone. And I was like, oh, fuck this. And I just sat on the better couch and went on my phone and just vibed for the end of the movie. And Monty was like, as we left, he goes, oh, there you are. I thought you walked out. Mm. I was like, no, I didn't walk out. It's good. I like it. Walking out of like the big finish where he's crying. Just like, yeah, that's enough. I'm out. It was very relatable for me. Yeah. Do you mind if I take you to the sports corner really quickly? Not only do I not mind, oh, come I love on. that. Who wants to join us in the sports corner here? Who do we got? I don't know, one of my clients who's a phone call guy, apparently. Hey, have a goo. Morgan, man. love you, buddy, but I'm in the middle of the pod. Morgan? You're the Bay Harbor Butcher, Morgan? My God, Morgan. Um... Wait, what corner oh, yeah. are we in again? We're doing We're in a sports corner. corner. Let yeah. me let me dig up the music. I, I was about distracted. To... I should like go airplane mode during this. I almost launched into All a right, separate men. corner. How you doing, men? I'm good. My dick's out. All right, get him out. Yep. Keep him out. Keep him hard. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Basketball woman Brittany Grine is uh, still in prison in Russia and pled guilty to having marijuana cartridges in Russia, and wow. so that's it. Yeah, I, I got just, her. I just learned about this story. That's mm. all fucked up. She had like a A vape cartridge, and now she, it's like Midnight Express 2 over in Russia. I made that analogy. Oops, sorry. All right, man, put your dicks away. Have a great uh, weekend. <laughs> all the sports, all the action, and that's it. I got to stay in character. I need the... They, what I want to know is why go to another country with drugs on you mm. when you know that there's strict penalties? But what if you know. want to do drugs in that country? You think? tell me you can't find drugs in the country? Good point. There's drugs everywhere. Just find new ones. Okay. That's just dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I'd be too scared to do anything mm. of that sort. I flew to the Bahamas with two grams of weed inside of a condom squeezed between my butt cheeks once. Very cool. <laughs> Not even like a real amount or like a real drug. It was just a little bit of weed. Yeah. Then you get there and like smoke two bowls. And you're just like, worth it. <laughs> yeah. Worth being uncomfortable for four hours and nervous <laughs> that I might get arrested internationally at 19 years old with my entire family. Flawless victory. I remember telling my parents about that after the fact for some reason. Oh, kid, that's embarrassing. How could you? And uh, it's just one of those things no. where, you, I don't know. I guess so I, I'm being a hypocrite and saying Brittany shouldn't have done it. but Leave her alone. I thought that too as I said it, actually. <laughs> He's in. But now it's like been national news daily for weeks and weeks. And it's like the trial is, ha she's like on trial in Russia, mm. like such a fucking production. They're talking about like swapping her for another prison, like from a, for a Russian prisoner that we have. It, it's just a, it's a literally her life has become just like a pissing contest between America and Russia. Yeah, that must suck. It's not even real. They don't actually care. They're just like, we got the American, put her in, in cell. Yeah, and like when it becomes such a big news story, they're like, well, we gotta <laughs> just milk this Right. Everyone wants to like get what they can out of it, and it just becomes the biggest production you could imagine. I'd just kill myself in my cell. <laughs> you see, take that, Putin. Wow. Now I'm dead. The ultimate high. The looper ending. That's powerful. Yep. What are you going to do now? I'm, I don't even care. 
I saw the future, so I changed it. The work. And a uh, friend of the show, Carlos Santana, collapsed on stage while performing. I was hoping you were going to say Carlos Mencia collapsed on stage. Yeah, he's dead, too. Hey, man, do I still exist? I don't know. Uh, Santana, he's got some cuts like this one you're hearing now. Smooth, featuring Rob Thomas. I mean, we're both big Rob Thomas guys here at the program. Or I'll speak for myself. I think you are as well. For sure. Yeah. That solo career? Uh, what's the, this is how a heart breaks, that COD cut? <laughs> COD listened to the show, I would play it, but he doesn't. The COD nod. And speaking of COD, one of his favorite movies is back in the news. Uh, we've been talking about Heat 2 lately. Mm, Epu. Heat 2 Epu, the book that Michael Mann, he made a book sequel to his famous film Heat. Mm. And now Heat 2, the book, he wants to turn into Heat 2, the movie. I have a hot take. That you're in on yes. all of it? My hot take is that I don't believe that he wants to make it into a movie. He's just trying to create buzz for the book because the book is coming out any week now. Fuck, you're totally right. And There's it's no totally movie. working. It's never going to happen. Because yeah, they're talking about like recasting. It's like, if you actually made this and like recast it with new people, like it might be cool, but just make like a new movie. Just make a new movie with, with cool characters. Like make a new movie with Ryan Gosling and Jake Gyllenhaal as like a cop, criminal, yeah, whatever, versus... I sound like a fucking idiot, but like, just there's plenty to do. You don't need to revisit Heat. Heat two with Josh Gad as <laughs> Neil McCauley and like Liam Neeson. <laughs> Hello, she had a great ass, and I'm <laughs> fucking still making action movies. This is, this is why we should write bits because that's very funny. <laughs> He's in. Um, I don't know. I don't buy it. I bought the book already. Michael, just enjoy your success. I know, I didn't even- Enjoy your remaining years. Didn't even consider that this was just for publicity and you're totally right. Oh, it's such a work. They'll never make a fucking sequel to a Michael Mann movie. Has he done any? I honestly don't remember. I don't think so. Collateral 2, we forgot about it. (laughs) The straight to video blockbuster original. Oh, also, collateral wise, I think I sent it to you You guys. That There was a variety story that said, uh, I think I have it here somewhere. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise's performance as Vincent Collateral <laughs> in Michael Mann's crime thriller ranks among the actor's best work. Yes, his name in that movie is Vincent Collateral. I feel like the way that sentence is phrased, too, they didn't just forget to put the in into the sentence. They literally just wrote it as if that is his name, which is so much funnier. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think they specify his last name. It could be. Maybe they know something we don't. Yeah, maybe. But either way, that fucking made me laugh. And he too will leaf through the book. The movie won't happen. I'm already thinking about Heat 3. I'm mm. over Heat 2. Is it another book? It is. How often do you think you and I will actually open the Heat 2 books once they arrive? I think we'll open it a total of four times, reading cumulatively three pages total. Agreed. I think I used that word wrong. I'll probably put it... On my coffee table next to the Howard Stern book that I've not opened. Ooh, it was a uh, yeah. not my best. Um, this speaking of heat, star Al Pacino and Sylvester Stallone enjoyed a pizza together in Beverly Hills. <clears throat> That's my kind of story. We have some photographic proof here to back oh, it up. This oh, this is really spicy. Look at all these slices. <laughs> hey. hey uh. <laughs> With. Isn't Sly like <laughs> 83 years old? Yeah, I am. Uh, Al's pretty old too. Oh shit. Your new cat's on Is the Is that same. baby Elvis? Hank's new cat Elvis, named after the titular uh, Tom Hanks film now in theaters, mm-hmm. is sauntering around the chill zone. That little rascal. I hope he doesn't knock over Guy Fieri or Mark Ruffalo standees. Is I think the Roomba did earlier because then, I don't know. Whatever. This isn't interesting. And they also released a trailer for that new Nathan Fielder show that comes to HBO soon. Is it a serious show? No. Good. It's good. like his show where if you don't know like his stuff, you might think it's serious because he's very deadpan, but it's it's a bit. Okay. I didn't watch the trailer for that either, but I am I'm geared up for it. I did and I still don't get it, but it's it looks very funny. He's operating on like another level. 
he always does bits where I'm like, how did he even like think to? Yeah, he's he's funny on a whole different plane. He fucking rocks. Yeah, he's great. Did you see Ricky Martin got arrested for domestic violence? (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted the needle drop. I know nothing else. I don't know how I missed this story. Him like, baby, baby, I beat you up. Oh, no. That's like an Italian accent. What what am I even doing? Mamma mia. Mamma mia. It's Italian Ricky Martin. A pizza. Did he ever have other cuts or just this one? Uh, I'll play you my favorite Ricky Martin deep track to answer that question. I love that. All of his other songs that I see on here are like... This song is a huge hit. Remember this video? That I do. Dave, like pours candle wax on him. It's cool. When we didn't know he was gay yet. No doubt. That powerful reveal. That gave him like a few more years of life cut wise. Remember think. this? Shake your bonbon. I do now that I'm hearing it. Shake your bonbon. He had this. He had that cup of life song. <laughs> you definitely remember that one. Oh yeah. That was like the soccer song. Oh, he had She cut. Bangs, which oh. was made famous by William Hung. You know what? I misspoke. Folks, we're in the Ricky Martin corner. I can't believe I questioned to see of other cuts. He's got She Bangs. Jesus. She Bang! She Bang! <laughs> Wasted by the way she moved. William Hung and the Hung Jury. <laughs> what is that again? Like Arrested Development? Yeah. Yes. An incredible cameo that's aged flawlessly. You know the Cup of Life song too, right? Yeah. That's such a cut. I mean, this is my favorite genre of music. Ricky Martin and that guy J-Lo used to be married to. Mark Anthony? Yeah. This is the, this is the only thing I listen to. Like, spicy Latin anthems. Lothario, like, shirtless in the rain <laughs> anthems. Yeah, this is, this is the genre. Picture William Hung singing this. It's much better. William Hung, like, talk to me. <laughs> who has done an advert for this very program. <laughs> he sure has. I wish I had it on here. I can't remember where it is. He sent out a beacon to all the turkey heads. Should I pay him to do another one? You should. <laughs> <laughs> Just reading slightly different. You are listening too. It's racist if I do the voice. He needs that, that cameo payment to trickle in. He sure does. That like $32. <laughs> Him getting, T-Bang! A te- T-Bang! him getting a text that uh, an offer for a cameo came in and racing to the bank. Yeah, now Go. he can afford his rent. Go! Do you think he rents a room somewhere or do you think he has his own house? I think he has the world on uh He should have the world. The Anyways. Cup of Life might be my number one since we're in the Ricky Martin corner. I'm going to play a little of this and then I'm done. Ooh. Like, da, da, da. Da, 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 oh yeah, da. this is. This is a big, big talk up. This would be a good like play on music for somebody. For us, when we join the WWE and we're wrestlers, <laughs> yeah. we're we like come a, out to this. We're duo wrestlers, the Turkey Boys. Oh my God, it's the shitty idiots. <laughs> They're coming in hot. They have a new cut. Who were the shitty idiots again? Like uh, that kid who's dead, and I don't want to say his name because now I feel guilty. I think yes. Yes. I'm glad you danced around that. That was very tactfully done. How about that, huh? Kids got the stuff. God forbid I disparage a dead person enough. Then it would it would not. <laughs> that, that's something I've never done before. That would be the first, the first time. Let's just do the whole show with Ricky Martin beds forever. Okay. Just give me one chorus and I'm done. Okay, I'm ready. Just don't talk over it. Total silence. Ricky Martin getting a whole crowd hyped up to this. It's working. I'm dancing. Ale, ale, ale. He was shirtless for probably two years of his career. I mean, speaking of music, now that we're all dancing around the chill zone. Hmm. I heard some casting what-ifs I thought you might be interested in. Hit me. This is actually a... They're both up for the same thing, and then they switched. Austin Butler lost the role of Rooster in Top Gun Maverick to Miles Teller, and Miles Teller lost the role of Elvis to Austin Butler. What do you think of that? Interesting. Would you like either of those roles reversed? No. Role reversal? I would not. Because Austin Butler crushes it in Elvis, and Miles Teller has 
was okay in Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, he does seem believable as yeah. the offspring of Meg Ryan and that guy from ER. How dare you not remember his name? Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Edwards. Anthony Edwards. Anderson Edwards. <laughs> I should have been in Top Gun. I flew the whole plane. Hmm. The whole plane. <laughs> love that. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I always, You love those. It's always fun to imagine. I replay the whole movie in my head, imagining them in it. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. You got to go see Elvis. It was really good. I do. I've actually heard from a number of people whose opinion I trust. The, the Take the Baz Luhrmann, you know, sheen out of it. Winning. <laughs> do it again for me. <laughs> Double sheen. And, you know, if you set that aside and just focus on Austin Butler's performance as Elvis and the story itself, it's phenomenal. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I'm going to get in there. I need mm. that fat suit, Tom Hanks. He's kind of hateable in it, but... I do declare. It does work. He is, you know, the colonel is a hateable guy. I need the colonel. Just. I know, I had to get it out. <laughs> Real quick. Um, I only got one more item here. Sony Pictures Animation is developing their first R-rated animated film, Fixed from director Jendi Tartakovsky. 2D animated film that follows a dog who finds out he will get neutered in the morning and what he does with his last night. Sounds like a fun animated movie. It's with like pitch. Seth Rogen as the voice. <laughs> ooh, ooh, my balls. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I'll see that. Whatever. Sounds charming. Although I... Oh, yeah, that's their first R-rated anime. Ah. I was going to say, Seth Rogen-wise, they did make that Sausage Party movie that... Doesn't was, exist? It was okay, but yeah, it kind of doesn't exist. I saw it in theaters. I did too. Which is like, why? Probably opening did. day. They did get some decent bits out of that premise. It was all right, yeah. I'm a hot dog. <laughs> Him selling like $200 ashtrays now? Yeah. What a fun pivot. I make vases. <laughs> With like painted nails that match the ashtray. And he, I think he directed the season finale of The Boys, which came out today. Have you seen it yet? Yes, I have. Is it dope? It was great, yeah. Fuck, I gotta watch it. I'm bummed that it's over. And it was kind of a short season, eight eps. I was seeing the eight and I was like, eight is sometimes the end now. I prefer 10. I was gonna say I'm a 10 episode guy. <laughs> we like 10 over here. When the show's popping. Agreed, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you want to hop in the car, go over to the theater, see Thor Love and Thunder real quick? Nice back-to-back uh, -back with Despicable Me too, and yeah. we're good to go. Let's get our suits on and we'll hit the theater. Or Rise of Gru, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, we'll, 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 do, we'll do them both. Folks, we'll be right back after a theatrical double feature. <laughs> what a shame, huh? <laughs> I figured I could do it through all the speakers, make it nice and bassy. <laughs> Fuck tone, that hurt! Folks, we got some bad news in the middle of watching our featured review, which we'll get to shortly. Uh, Tony Sirico, who portrayed Polly Gaultieri on The Sopranos, has passed away. It's fucked up. Too much. Too much bass in this song right now. But. I'm using my somber voice. The fans are wowed. What a bummer. Yeah, I mean, bits aside, one of the great characters in all of TV, I would say. Would you agree? I'd say he's like in my top 10 TV characters, yeah. Yeah, like easily sure. one of the funniest and like weirdest, realist. <laughs> I'm trying to remember more of like his things. The Freeze. The free, yeah, like, just countless fucking quotes, bits. Rosa, why are you being weird as shit? Rosa? And Polly, the stuff with his mother, poignancy. Great stuff. With we're, lose, we're losing a lot of mobster actor types. Yeah, that's three in like a two-week period, or I guess Ray Liotta was like a month and a half ago, but still. Ray Liotta, James Caan, Tony Sirico. That's a crew. That's that's they've all been in something together. They should all be having a good fellas, I guess. This thing of ours. <laughs> <laughs> no, James Conn wasn't in Goodfellas. Tony Sirico is though. True. Yeah, that uh pour out some of uh my mother's Sunday gravy 
for Tony Sirico. This I think that up. Italian people hate calling it gravy. Oh, is that true? I don't know. They're <laughs> filthy, filthy people. So oh. I, I try not to get too invested. Marona me, this fucking guy. But yes, we did. Uh, I totally like checked out halfway through this movie when I saw that and just started thinking about Soprano stuff. But we did. You mean watch... in the midst of Lady in the Cage, J- yes. uh, James Caan's first movie? Mm. which we thought would be kind of a cute thing to do for the show in honor of his death. And it was very dated. We're classic and very boring. Now. It was like Panic Room before <laughs> Panic Room, and it was a slog. Yeah, this is... It's fun watching old movies. You feel classy. Mm. You're like, hmm, yes. Look at how they used to make them back in the day. Sure. And this, you know, kind of a cool setup. A woman... Uh, as you might imagine, is in a cage. It's like this thing that she uses to traverse one floor. I don't even get why she has it. But she, They explained early on that she had broken her hip. Oh, okay. So stairs weren't working. Fair. And she needed uh, alternative means to get down. But yeah, it's, and then she gets stuck in it and a bunch of stuff happens after that. Some burglars or, and or homeless people like filter into her home start taking her stuff while she's just yelling at them from like the cage Surprise, 10 feet in the air. <laughs> you know it had some stuff it had moments where i was like i'm enjoying this james Kahn was definitely doing work yeah especially for you did the math he was uh like 80, 20 he's, he's yeah 82 now this movie came out like 60 years ago 64 like Tw- 1964 so yeah, like he gave a good performance, especially for someone in their first role in a, a major motion picture. That was the other thing. This movie, this takes place in the 60s, but everyone's talking in that like mm. insane, like, you're my best gal. Hey, hey, darling. Maybe they hadn't hung that up yet. Yeah, but James Conn isn't talking like that. Maybe that's why he became a thing. They're like, look at this guy. He can actually act. Like He's talking like a normal person. <laughs> He's not doing this, this, whatever this cadence is. This was a movie I'd never heard of until yesterday when Sam from The Whitest Kids You Know, what up? Uh, which is a show, a sketch comedy show made famous mostly by Trevor Moore, who is now dead. May he also rest in peace. Word. Sam was another member. Sam Brown was another <laughs> member on that show. And he was tweeting and Instagramming about this being his favorite James Conn performance. And I honestly think that's just a very pretentious thing like oh you liked this better than the godfather mm. you like this better than mickey blue eyes or whatever <laughs> <laughs> forgot about it i forgot about mickey blue eyes awful movie but it's like there's a lot of other james con movies that are better than this it is I, very cool to have any really strong opinion on an old black and white movie that nobody's seen you can really wow somebody with <laughs> Just being like, I saw that. <laughs> One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is the only black and white movie that like I'm really beating the door down to watch. Mm. Is that black and white? Like, I guess it. Or... Kinda. It's not like black and white. I guess it's, it's just like it's that like old looking... like Technicolor or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I was questioning it for a second though. So nah, you're it's onto not, something. It's not black and white. It's just like that like muted nineteen. Because the, the weird part is, is wasn't was a Cuckoo's Nest nineteen sixty nine. You'd probably know better than me. I feel so dumb was, not knowing this. I mean, my head, it's 1960. Just look it up real I'd quick. I guess it was a 70s movie, but... Maybe it's 79. But um, the woman in this movie, Olivia de Havilland, mm. she was aight. She's another one of those people I only know by name. And now it's like, oh, I've seen one of her movies. Was she the woman in the cage? She was. Okay. The titular woman in the cage. What am I looking up again? When did one flew over the cuckoo's nest uh, come out and how to quit smoking marijuana? <laughs> a twofer? Yes. 1975. I knew it was a okay. 70s movie. I, in my head, back. it was 69. Mm-hmm. But okay, so. Mm-hmm. Fucking, nine... why are you thinking about 69, bro? Fucking, I'm sorry, what? You just like. Uh, <laughs> in. Um, 69. It's fucking sick, no. sick number, huh? The sex number. Yes, I get it. Uh, 1975 (laughs) is not that far off from 1964, I guess is the point I was trying to make when the woman in the cage or the lady in the cage came out. And these two movies feel like different planets. The girl from the cage. 
in the sense of just like the the way the dialogue works alone. Yeah, and there was a, a whole stretch where I don't know if they were just doing it to be artsy, but like there wasn't a lot of dialogue. Mm. And you know, it's kind of fun sometimes when they're forced to tell the story without words. It had a few moments where I was like, oh, this is cool. Agreed. Artsy. I didn't hate it. It's a little slow, very dated. Yeah. I bought it. I'll never watch it again. Lady in the Cage, that's James Conn's first movie from 1960. Huh? Can we talk about, what um, fuck is it called? The, uh, yeah, let's talk about the a man, real classy The Man picture. from Toronto. <laughs> let's talk about a real movie. The new Netflix original, The Man from Toronto, starring Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. A picture of substance. It definitely exists. <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my first question. Does this movie exist? Uh, I think it does. I I had laughs at this. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I should. Yeah, the... Oh, wait, here we are. I agree. It was pretty enjoyable, considering it was a Netflix original starring Kevin Hart, who has, I think, an Adam Sandler-like deal, where he's just, like, contractually obligated to star in whatever slog they cook up. Or maybe he's cooking these up. I don't even know. But this one is the world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw-up are mistaken for each other at an Airbnb rental. Mm. And uh, Woody Harrelson plays the world's deadliest assassin. As you might imagine, Kevin Hart is the screw-up. The who- scenes where they think Kevin Hart is Woody Harrelson and he's like trying to act tough. And he's like, yeah, I meant to do that. And it's like something real dumb. Mm. It's just like such classic, like, Kevin Hart caper, like folly comedy. And I was laughing a lot. I watched this with my dad two weeks ago. Oh. He hated it. He thought it was very dumb and requested a shot. Ooh. See, love where your head's at. <laughs> and he's probably not wrong. This is very much Kevin Hart doing his thing mm. and just kind of... I feel like he has an over-reliance on physical comedy. To the Because point- he's so small and that's like... Right. And not even that, like the whole beginning is just a series of him like bonking himself on the head. And I'm like, I, I guess this is funny. <laughs> if you're like eight, like, I don't know. He's. You don't enjoy a good bonk. No, like he's, he had some good bits in this. I just feel like a lot of it is just like, like, whoa, I'm, I'm slipping. I'm, right. I, I feel like he's almost better than that. I don't know why he's still doing. Like, he is a talented, funny stand-up comedian and he relies a lot on look how small I am for laughs. Yeah. I think, which is cheap. I think he's much funnier than that too. He's a guy who sells out arenas because yeah. of so many people wanting to come see him do jokes. Yeah, and he's still just kind of like... I, I, I think Netflix thinks that's what sells because his comedy audience is largely black mm. and his Netflix original audience is probably mixed. And I think they think white people won't get his humor, so they just say, okay, be as silly and small as you can be and they'll get a <laughs> kick out of that. We need you smaller. We want right? you in the next Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He's the next Ant-Man. <laughs> Greenlight. Ant-Man 3. And also duo-wise, mm. Kevin Woody. Duo. Gets a thumbs up. Woody is a great duo guy. Well, well. He's you. great with Wesley Snipes. True. He's great with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. I think. He works with most people. He works with... Um, I'd struggle to find someone. Who's another one I was thinking of? There's a third one there. Matthew McConaughey, great duo. Well, Woody's one of the better duo guys out there. Yeah, he knows like his That's role. three real good ones, and this is a fourth. So that's four duos that he's a part of that work. Yeah. Because he knows when to defer, and he doesn't have to be the loudest voice in the room or the biggest character in the show or the movie, mm. and he can make it work with whoever. Yeah. And yeah, this, uh, this heated up. I think it got a little better as it went. Mm. I, I enjoyed watching it, which I can't say about most Netflix originals. No. This is, in terms of a Netflix original, this is aces, because most of those are just such junk. Yeah, we grade those on a curve. Oh, yeah. And on that curve, uh, The Man from Toronto is a 10 out of 10 perfect film. <laughs> a plus, no notes whatsoever. But yeah, it was you know pretty fast-paced. It knows what it's doing, just kind of gives you those cheapies, sends you on your way. And I would say it's a real movie. I would agree with you. That exists on Earth. Yes. 
It's not fake. Did you watch the new Chappelle? Oh, man. I don't even recall the name of it. I didn't. But it's not even, it's a special, but it's not jokes. It's, I mean, like some of it is humorous. Is he it's doing Dave the, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's What's Nanette? in the name? And he's at his high school mm-hmm. and he's dedicating like a building to theater or something. He like That's donated a, cool a bone. And so with that, he came and spoke. And the IndieWire picked up an article or did an article saying that he was talking about Trans explaining his transphobic jokes to high school children was the was the that the way that was their take on this special, mm. and that's not exactly what happened. Nor is he actually being transphobic. Mm. In I don't know I, the Chappelle thing. I love him, and I'll always defend him. And I even rated this well, even though I thought it was kind of boring. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where, as like you, me, Rian, everybody was saying last night on the thread, like he should just t- cool off for a bit. Like, don't go eight years without making a special, then make five. Exactly. I feel like I haven't finished his last several because it's just like, okay, like it's too mm-hmm. much. Sticks and Stones was very good. That's the one that had the transphobic comments that got him in trouble. Yeah. But it, again, he's a comedian, he means it not from a place of hate. And he has a close friend who was trans who took her own life. Yeah. It does seem odd, though, that like every time he comes out with something, there's like a new trans chunk. Yeah. It's like, just move on. Take some time, like think about other stuff. And then you don't need to like send out a distress beacon to the trans community with a new special every two weeks. He's probably the funniest comedian in our lifetime. And I honestly think that he would have been, not that he's not super mega successful as it is, but I mm. think that his career would have skyrocketed were he to just play the game a little bit more. Mm. And I don't even mean in the sense of like putting up with Comedy Central's bullshit or Viacom's bullshit. That all, I agree with his whole way he handled all of that. Mm. And I think he should have clipped the Chappelle show when he did because of the way they were treating him. Oh, man. But I think at this point, like he's got a great deal with Netflix. He's, you know, in a sweet spot of his career. Hmm. I just, if I offended trans people, I'd just fucking apologize. I like, I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm sounding like disingenuous, but like he's better than that. He's funnier than that. He could come up with 200 like perfect premises that are actually fun to listen to rather than just some like campfire chat about his thoughts on a gender identity that he knows nothing about. Yeah, it's something where, yeah, like you just need to move on to new business. It's not funny anymore. Yeah, it's, do you want this to be like your crusade? Right, like you're the anti-trans guy, that's your shtick? It seems, yeah. For the funniest guy on the planet, in my opinion, it's, Mm. to me, it's like, he's up there in terms of like the greatest of all time, like with the Richard Pryor, you know, George Carlin, Bill Cosby, oops. Hmm. I'm not gonna do the voice cause I'm tired. <laughs> like he's up there with all of them. Yeah. And no, you no. know, Carrot Top. Yes. Carlos Mencia, Fluffy. Ooh, Mind of Mencia is coming Louis back. Louis Black, all my favorites. Now you see, I'm angry. That's my whole thing. What happened to me? My favorite comedian of all time is Brody Stevens. A word? I don't know. I wish. He's one of. I loved him. Yeah, he was good. Him being dead is sad. Why'd I even bring that up? It's the death ep. The death ep. And I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm getting soft. And I'm like sounding almost kind of woke, going against Dave Chappelle on some level. So Can I retract right all of this? Dawn. You can. All right, Sam, cut everything I just said. Like, start at the beginning of the app and just make it, like, it should have been a solo Scott pod from the start. Oh, wow. He's bringing the callbacks in. But yeah, he should just make Half-Baked 2. <laughs> I can still remember the first time I watched Half-Baked was with you in Caruso's basement on, like, oh, Christmas shit. Eve. Cheers. If you recall. Kid, I was probably high on pot weed. And Funny I can't thing, even remember. We were not high at all, not even a little bit. <laughs> perfect. I don't think I'd ever smoked weed at that point, which is even funnier. The perfect circumstances to watch. Half Stone Cold baked. sober in your buddy's basement. Stone Cold. But yeah, the Jim Brewer. Speaking of half baked, <laughs> December twenty third, yeah. two thousand one. 
We're down in the basement at Tr- Joe Caruso's house mm. watching Half Baked on VHS. <laughs> Are we high? I'm not. Nope. But uh, Jim Brewer has a new special, and he's like fully lost his mind. Isn't he like an uh, alt right guy now? Oh, yeah. Like anti-vax, anti-every... Oh, I need that. All his bits are about how COVID is fake and anti-vax stuff. It's like... like, I mean, (laughs) do I think that they profited from it? Do I believe that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like to to lean into that, not funny. Yeah, and to be like a comedian, be like, this is my act. It's me like angrily just... He... um, Is it let's clear the air? Yes. Okay. Or maybe. I feel like that might have been his one. No, a that's the old, ago. that's an old one. He has a new one that's coming to like Tubi or something because no one wants anything huh. to do with him. Yeah, isn't he blackballed? I feel like he's not. When you not watch doing this special, so you'll be like, "Oh fuck!" This Where guy is it located? Like, I'm trying to put it on my queue. This guy's dead. It might be on YouTube. Oof. Maybe MySpace. <laughs> I feel like if you're a comedian that's been relevant for twenty plus years and you're putting out a YouTube special, yeah. Not good. So you couldn't get like Amazon Prime to fucking kick you. That's like kind of for the younger, newer comedians. But like if you've had like a an HBO hour and yeah. have been in multiple films yeah. and on like every big radio show ever, like yeah. Howard, like Ooh. Opie and Anthony in their prime, you were like a regular guest. Yeah, it's kind of inappropriate to do that. Right. This is, that's like Zach Braff's doing a Kickstarter for his movie after he was on Scrubs for 11 years and made two <laughs> feature films. He crowdfunded a movie on the site where everyone you know, like, hated that. Where like yeah. rising artists are trying to do it. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> the fuck out of here. Braff. He's just cheap. And he did it to make one of the worst fucking movies that's ever existed. Was Florence Pugh in that? I don't think so. It was that one, Wish You Were Here, with him and like Kate Hudson Oof. and a pre activation Joey King. Truly <laughs> awful movie. Like, disgusting I fucking movie. hate the fact that he's with Pugh. It drives me nuts. Yeah, it's inappropriate. Rosa, shut up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> For fuck's sakes, you're on the re- microphone. We got a third mic in the cut. She's been yelling all night. Yeah. But that, are we Are we giving a recommendation to the man from Toronto? I'm going to say yes. I'm, it's a soft I think I gave yes. it like three and a half. <laughs> Oh, three and a half. <laughs> no, it might have been three. I don't know. Whatever it was, it wasn't like... It's it was, probably it, a three. It was pretty good. Anything that I it's eat, a, like, it's right. a three. It's just fun. Whatever. Yeah. Just, just have a laugh. Very watchable. Don't like take off your movie goggles and enjoy a turkey, <laughs> is what I'll say. I'm never taking those goggles off. Isn't it fucked up how there's not enough time to watch all the movies? There'll never be enough time. Um, I have been having too much time at night lately because like a lot of our shows aren't happening. So I'm like, hmm. now what? Because like, I don't work nights. I'm pretty much, you know, like eight to six, whatever. And then I'm, I got a decent amount. I can basically just like seven to 11 or seven to 10. It's like a three hour window where we watch stuff. Kid likes this program. I like a lot of programs. Hey. I watch, I watch everything. I love when people are like, oh, have you heard of, uh, the boys and i'm like yeah i just finished the third season finale you dope <laughs> of course i've heard of the fucking boys speaking of which that i won't give anything away it's impossible you haven't finished it and it's impossible to talk about without spoiling i'm all caught up except for the finale which it's just came out the best show on television a word i think so yeah it is very enjoyable fucking awesome i like it a lot i like every character except for the french guy and the asian girl i think they're boring i think they're kind of cute you kind of do a love a, a sappy love story. I do. Scotty, so. Scotty tears. <laughs> Scotty sap. Uh, but it's just fucking great. And I know it got renewed for season four. Mm. Yeah, that, uh, and that, I don't know if that spinoff's still happening. I keep bringing that up. I should just look into it and report back to the fans. Because I'm sure that'd be fun. And what else have I been watching? I feel like not much. I need to get in some more turkeys. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much all I've watched beyond yeah, I, uh, like just catching up on shows that are already out. Like Married at First Sight season 15 just started. <laughs> oh, season 15. We got Bachelorette next week and a half, I think. Yeah, baby. Uh, we yeah. got a lot of good stuff coming. Married at First Sight, 90 Day Fiance is heating up. It's, we're in a oh, yeah. good reality TV era. 
We talked about it last week, so I won't do the whole thing, but I watched more of The Bear, which is Great. on Hulu. Big recommend. Yeah. I had a, I enjoyed that immensely. And I'm hoping that there's more that, that had like somewhat of a miniseries feel to it. Like they may not do more, but mm. I think they are going to do more would be my guess. I feel like they kind of like dumped it. Like it's it's a Hulu exclusive, but yeah. it's an FX show, but they're not airing it on FX. I feel like they're kind of like being mean to it. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, like it, it makes it more of an underdog. I'm like, give this show a chance. Get in there. They had no, they had no faith in this show. You can tell they yeah. didn't promote it even a little bit. Dumped they cranked up at it once, out. and they never do that with their shows. Never. That's not a Hulu thing. They didn't promote it even a little bit. The only reason mm. I caught it is because uh, Jeremy Allen White is very recognizable, and I caught him. Yes, guy from Shameless, mm. which ran for 79 seasons. But. uh yeah, I feel like something good comes out next week. We'll have some hot, piping hot reviews. Do you have any more? Um, I'm trying to think. I just been like watching Seinfeld. I watched Dumb and Dumber last night. The classic. Do a full Dumb and Dumber review. Yeah, the people love it. She touched my leg. <laughs> now nah, that's it for me, man. Yeah, is that that's enough? I think that seems like enough. And maybe you follow us on all the social medias. Uh, enough the podcast on Instagram, podcast enough on Twitter. I'm on both of those platforms at Skip Season. And Rye, where can the fans find you on the social media platforms like MySpace? Anchor on social media. Mm. You'll find it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Um, Ankfit.com. And uh, Ryan at Ankfit.com for the email. And the yeah. email of the show at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com primarily. As yeah, you baby. just said. Um, next week, we're going to be reviewing uh, the Thor movie, but just from the perspective of me throwing rocks at the screen <laughs> and screaming. And we're also going and to be reviewing uh, Minions Rise of Gru yes. after having seen the movie in the theater wearing suits with a crowd of teenage boys green light and i'll be covering the entire honey i shrunk the trilogy series okay great rick moranis will be getting punched in the face in times square again oh shit i forgot about that wow folks that's enough have a good one everybody have a good one Bye.